Hey there, welcome to another episode of Rocket MSP Podcast. Today I am joined by Ian Alexander from Synchro. Ian, what's happening, man? Hey, Steve. Long time no see. It has been a while. Um, gosh, I think you and I were were last on a podcast together uh, at least a year ago. It's It's been a while. It's been too long, actually. Um, but I had Emily on a few months ago, Emily Glass, your, your new CEO, Yep. She was fantastic to talk to. Um, and then I, I remember I was working with um, Crystal, who I don't think she's there anymore. No, um, we're still very good friends. She's uh, she's sure. a GitLab now. Good for her. So for people that maybe don't know, uh, can you give us just a couple minutes about you, about Synchro? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm Ian Alexander, one of the co-founders and channel chief at Synchro. Um, yeah, we're a combined PSA and RMM. Uh, we, you know, we make all of that in one, one platform, easy to use, combined solution, simple pricing that's just per user. Um, so you get both the RMM and the PSA and limited endpoints. You just pay based on how many employees you have at your MSP. Um, and there's no contracts or uh, anything like that. So it's just month to month. So uh, you, the idea is that you like the product and that's why you stick around. Perfect. And if anyone here is interested in checking it out, I will have a link uh, below in the description or in the show notes, depending on what platform you're on. So that way you can uh, check out Synchro, take it for a little test spin. So uh, you guys have been around for a few years now. And before Synchro, you you ran a company called Repair Shopper, which I, I guess still technically is is a platform. Mm-hmm. Um but Synchro has has taken Repair Shopper leaps and bounds uh, beyond what its original capabilities were. Yeah. Um, I know you guys have added some new features recently, like um, just in the last few months, like Acronis efficiency reports, tons of quality of life changes. Can you can you speak about um, about some of those features and just kind of fill people in on? what those capabilities are? Yeah, so we launched a partnership with Acronis at the end of last year, um, very end of last year. And that's been great. Basically gets people awesome pricing on Acronis um, so they can back up all of their clients' endpoints. Um, and that's been really good. We've seen good adoption there um, and continue to. We get uh, continuous requests for all kinds of new reports. And so we we recently launched customer efficiency reports and technician efficiency reports, which are both great. They let you go and look at, well, your techs and different customers and uh, kind of rate them against each other, but then also just see how efficient they are, right? So that you can go and look and see where there are areas to optimize in your business. Um, so they're very um, revenue focused and uh, help you figure out uh, where to focus your your efforts. Um, so those have been great. Uh, I know you, you'll you probably have more questions on reports. So we'll wait on that. Um, and then, um, yeah, all kinds of quality of life changes. We've, we've always, since we started the company, loved these little features that do a lot for people. So we're constantly taking those requests from the community saying, hey, what's a little thing we can tweak, add, change, um, that'll make a big difference in your workflow? And your life as an MSP. So uh, we try to ship those things very, very often. We've got a lot of those um, that have been coming out. So 
lots of fun. Nice. So with, with reports, you're right. I do have so many questions. Um, what, what kind of planning goes into, you know, coming up with reports besides, you know, customer XYZ wants a report? Yeah, I mean, reports in particular are a little challenging because every MSP, maybe there are like common KPIs that people want to see, but a lot of people think about them slightly differently. So mm-hmm. you can give a report to one person and it doesn't really do anything for another person. And we see that in particular with reports, just the data people want to see varies. So um, the last four or five reports we've created have been quite configurable because of that. Um, so not just these efficiency reports, but we, we, we basically release report builders right before that, that let you customize what you want to see in a report. And that's done a lot. We've actually seen a lot less requests for new reports since we've done that because they're quite customizable. Um, that being said, going forward, I'm, I'm currently working on a proof of concept for something. It's a little too early to share, but if we, if that works out, then uh, folks will be able to kind of do whatever they want with their data, uh, make all kinds of charts and tables and things um, that, and we won't have to build every one-off report. You'll be able to kind of do whatever you want. So that's the ideal, right? Is you, you kind of get access to the full data set. You get to do whatever you want with it and build whatever tables and charts. Um, that's what we're working toward, but uh, it's a, a little too early to, to share. Like exactly okay. how that works. Or if well, it works, so we'll see. I I gotta admit, I'm uh, I'm intrigued. I'm excited. I'm hopeful that it's something like maybe a dashboard builder where you know you've you've got already a great looking dashboard and it's it's very functional. Um, it'd be great if we could just add some additional gauges and information to the one that's already there. Uh, and I I hope that's what you're talking about. Kind of, kind of. All right. Kind of. We'll see. I don't want to see. The thing is, it might not work out. So I don't want to overpromise. No, man, I get it. I get it. it it's it's fun to talk and dream about stuff, right? Yes. Um. So so as we talk and dream about stuff, uh, what kind of other changes do you are you at least dreaming of in 2023? Anything big? Um. Well, I think a lot of things, but I if you want like themes. We're going to do a lot of UI UX improvements, um, oh, yeah. starting with the top navigation. That's one of the things we've been working on for a while. We have some early adopters that have been testing that out, giving us feedback. Um, so we're going to do a lot of modernization of the UI. Uh, the idea is to reduce the number of clicks that people have to do to, to you know, do all their common workflows. Um, but we're going to start with the top navigation because that's on every single page. So, mm-hmm. um, what the biggest impact first, obviously. Um, so we're starting with that, but it's just the beginning. We're gonna we're gonna do a lot of UI UX stuff. Um, yeah, and there's other stuff too. We're gonna be improving the ticket workflow. Um, that's a, obviously the number one thing people do in the product is answer, yeah. answer tickets, right? So we're gonna make sure that's as streamlined as possible, and lots of other things. But those are the two that come to mind for me. So when you say uh, UI UX overhaul, one of the things that I hear from a lot of, you know, there's there's like two camps when it comes to any MSP tool, the people that like it 
and the people that don't, right? Mm. And and I think you know th- those are the two camps everybody hears about. But I think there's there's a third camp. There's like the people that use it. It's it's like the best tool for what they need, but maybe they still don't love it. You know what I mean? Like I don't know a better way to describe it. Um, they like but don't love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for like those people, a lot of the the common th- things that I hear come from them is Synchro is such a capable platform, but the interface it it feels like we're using something antiquated like what works. Yeah, um, I hear you. I don't know if it's that bad, but I, I think like <laughs> uh, I I think um I think that the the biggest issue that I see in it is that it's inconsistent. Yeah. There there are a bunch of pages that were made by different people over different time frames, like over the years. And there there's not a uniformity to how a lot of the pages work. So I think consistency will improve the usability a lot. I also just think it needs a little bit of a visual makeover. It's it's just like about modernizing the components. They're not it's not that like the button is wrong, it's just that the button looks old. Right. Yeah. It it yeah. looks like it looks like Windows XP or Windows Vista sure. instead of Windows 10 or Windows 11. And yeah. and that's the best way to describe it. And I mean, gosh, repair shopper, when did that start? Was Windows XP 12? So, okay, it so was Windows using, XP like, was the gone. Original but... bootstrap, probably. So yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it got updated. I know it got updated since then, but there's still a lot of outdated components, you know. So there's work to do there, and and we're doing it, and it'll it'll be great. So do you see? Um, is is this something that is going to take a couple years or multiple years, where you're you're essentially saying, all right, we're we're coming up with uh, standardization for what components need to look like when we're building out pages. And then we have to go through every page and just standardize the pages. Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to prioritize, right? So we can mm-hmm. tell, okay, this page is used by everyone all the time. For example, the ticket detail page, right, where you are actually working a yeah. ticket, used by everyone all the time, easily the most used page, right? Mm-hmm. So pages like that are going to get work done first so even though you know the app does so many things so it yeah it's going to take a long time if you really want if you're talking about like complete overhaul but it's not like that's going to happen in a uniform way as far as the user experience goes right because people tend to use like 10 or 15 pages the most the rest of them they they use sometimes so those pages are much less important well, and and I gotta say, you guys are incredible. Like it's it's almost freaky how how often you push out updates. So I'm not saying it's going to be a year before we see anything. I'm just saying it it's gonna take some time for you guys yeah. to to touch every page. But yep. it could maybe be three to six months before maybe we see you know, those, those most common 10 or 15 pages. I don't know. I'm just for I'm sure. Pulling... I mean, we're already putting out some things like the, one of the quality of life improvements is just, this is a really little thing, but um, mm-hmm. a lot of people have many tabs open in their browser and mm-hmm. then the title 
of the tab on certain tickets was it said like tickets and then the customer name or something, which was not that helpful because if you had many tabs open, you would only just see the word like tickets. Mm -hmm. So we changed it so you can see the ticket number and that kind of thing in the tab. It's a very small change on our end, but it actually makes a big difference for the workflow of the MSP who's doing many things at once. And they can see at a glance, you know, like exactly which ticket they want to go to oh, that's so great. all those things they're ro those things roll out on a regular basis and so we're going to be making all kinds of improvements no that's that's great man um so you you mentioned um there was the ui ux and then what was the other thing you said you were going to overhaul just the tickets um, well, like the ticketing workflow in particular is so mm -hmm. used that there's a lot of focus going into that. Um, we've, we've also got all kinds of new integrations and stuff coming out, some of which we're working on, but a lot of which other companies are working on against our API, uh, which is, which is cool. So, uh, I think, I think you'll see a lot of new stuff coming out. It's going to be fun. Cool. So what about the cloud? I know, um, you know, a lot of MSPs are really starting to put a lot of emphasis and starting to invest in tools that are able to monitor and manage cloud platforms like Microsoft 365, Google Workspace, Dropbox, et cetera. Yep. Um, do you have any plans on adding that functionality or maybe integrating with some of those platforms? Yeah. So I think it depends on, there's a lot you could that's a large, you know, space. So I think mm -hmm. there's a lot you can do there. Acronis, for example, can back up a lot of those products. Um, right. So we already have that, right? Um, I would say that we've looked at some aspects of that. A lot of them probably will happen through integrations. Um, and another example might be like billing reconciliation, which if you buy your, your licenses through Pax8 or through Ingram Micro, for example, we already have integrations with both where you can pull your usage counts into Synchro to automate the recurring invoices and stuff like that. Um, so so there are already a lot of integrations out there that do those kinds of things. Uh, but it really kind of depends like what in particular you're talking about. And I think there's a lot of room to add more. So I guess I'll elaborate then. Um, there's a lot of emphasis going into more of like MDM style management, mm -hmm. especially with Windows 11 and Mac OS. Do you see Synchro adding some of those functionalities uh, native to try and keep up with modern operating systems and other devices? I think that's an open, like it's still an open question. Um, and I would dramatically differentiate Apple and Microsoft um, similar situations, but pretty, pretty different, um, sure. in other ways uh, on the, you know, on the Apple side, we acquired Watchman monitoring. So there's a lot of monitoring for Mac OS in there, but there's no MDM. Um, mm -hmm. and I think there's probably, I think there's a lot of risk in Apple MDM in general because Apple already owns a, an MDM tool. Um, mm -hmm. and that's, that's just a lot more of a closed environment. Um, on the, on the Microsoft side, I could totally see an integration with Intune. I could see an, an integration with, with a lot of that stuff. Um, it's not on the immediate roadmap, 
but you know, we we're definitely like looking at all of that. Okay. Um, what, uh, what is your pricing like these days? I know that you've had a, a price hike maybe once or twice in the last year, which honestly probably long overdue. Uh, it, the pricing model is still exactly the same. Um, so there's one, there's only one price. Um, you can pay annually or you can pay monthly. It's up to you. Um, but there's no contract. So you can, you, if you pay on an annual basis, it's, um, 129 per user per month. Um, if you pay monthly, it's 139 and that gets you unlimited. That gets you everything. So you get all the unlimited endpoints, full use of the PSA, et cetera. Um, just for 139 a month, if you pay monthly. That's not bad. No, and, not bad. and, and that, that's did, literally unlimited endpoints too. Unlimited. Yeah. So the, the thing is like, we did a price increase, but if you compare us to, I think pretty much anyone we're, <laughs> I think we're the most affordable in the market pretty much. So, uh, after the, even after the price increase. Uh, right. So. Yeah. So, and, and all, all name drop and it's not to bash or anything. I, I think it's fair to, to be able to compare things. So if someone were to say, look at Synchro, uh, Autotask plus Data RMM, and then ConnectWise Manage plus Automate, Synchro is going to beat the those guys every day. Uh, From a price perspective, ab- absolutely. Oh yes. yeah, it's not even close. People, I I remember there was somebody switched to us. They had like sixteen techs. And they were on Autotask and Autotask PSA and LabTech, I think. Well, mm-hmm. TechWise Managed. And they they not only they not only were able to consolidate the RMM and the PSA into one tool, which saves them time, but they had like five other tools that they were paying for because their RMM and their PSA were separate. Right. Like they had to have a data dashboard because they needed to suck the data in from both into one place so they could reconcile it against each other. They had there were there were a bunch of different tools they had that basically they got rid of because they just moved to synchro and it's all in one. So they went from like seven tools to one tool and they said it was some crazy. They saved like six thousand dollars a month or something. That's insane. Um, so anyway, I yeah, we see that all the time. Um and look, I, we're not trying to, we're not trying to get people to switch to us because it's affordable. That's great, but it should be because it's the right platform for your MSP to run your business, right? This is core software. Um, so price is good. Um, it's a reason to check it out, but it, it shouldn't be the, the reason people switch. Sure. Um, however, the, the software, I would say at the very least, is good enough for, let's say, maybe a, an MSP just starting out. I mean, so so for some of these companies that are just, you know, super small, the pricing is going to make your platform super attractive. For some of yeah. these larger companies, um, I, I can't believe saving $6,000 a month. I mean, we're, we're talking, good Lord, that's, that's a salary. Yeah. 
I mean, that's that's amazing. Um, yeah. So they they dumped Lab Tech, Autotask, probably Bright Gauge, probably like Wise Sync or Connect Booster or something like that. Yeah. And and who knows what else they they dumped. Yep. And and that alone, like those those few things alone, covered just the price of the uh, the people getting in the synchro. And then they yep. also dumped RMM, which now we're now we're making boatloads of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As right. an MSP, think of all the think of all the money in MSP saving. So uh, what when when you talk to MSPs that are considering switching to synchro, what do you think is the most common reason for them to switch besides price? I think, well, there are a couple reasons. One of the ones I hear a lot is that they're in some solution like ConnectWise or, you know, any of those uh, long tenured players and they're using 10% of the platform, <laughs> but they're paying for 100% of it. So I, I think that's like one aspect is because Synchro is an all-in-one tool, it makes it easier to fully utilize the platform. Because you don't have to jump between dashboards. There's not like, it, it's just a lot easier. So I think that um, people want to fully invest in their tools and the, switching to Synchro, they can see a path to doing that and really getting embedded. Um, you know, I think the other thing is people want to feel heard. Like there's an emotional level to it too, right? Like these should be feel like partnerships. Um, and we actually care and listen to MSPs, which I, I know a lot of people say that, but um, we're constantly talking to MSPs and shipping like some of these quality of life things that we talked about all the time. Um, so there's, there's a lot of demonstrable, um, actions on our part where people feel heard and listened to, um, our company mission statement, for example, is make life better for MSPs. So everybody at our company knows that. Um, so I, I think that people feel that too. And I think that's an, another kind of more emotional reason that people want to support a company that also wants to support them. And one thing that, that I want to add to that is Synchro is one of the few MSP companies oh, Cut out there, Steve. Internet. Internet issues. I wonder if it's me that's frozen. Oh, well, I guess I'm hosting now uh, until Steve gets back. Um, hmm. I don't know what to tell you guys. You want a dinosaur fact? 
I like dinosaurs. I can waste time until Steve gets here. Um, I also can't see the questions, so I, you know, I'd be answering questions if I could, but I'm not, I'm not hosting. Uh, there was a dinosaur called Microraptor, early version of a bird, but it had f four wings instead of two. That's pretty cool. I don't know how long to stay here. If I can find the live stream of this and then I can answer questions. back that was wow so um i just hung out i told people a dinosaur fact oh cool so uh before i get into what i was uh no let me finish my my original thought and then i'll i'll go into the fun facts about steve um what i was going to say is that synchro today seems to be one of the few remaining platforms that isn't wholly owned by some, you know, major venture capital firm, at least that we know of, um, at least one of the big evil ones. Uh, <laughs> so um, that alone helps helps it feel like, I don't know, you guys care, you, you guys are actually making software that we want. Um, and and who knows? You know, maybe you guys will will find one that is able to help Synchro keep its culture and uh, just way of doing business with without compromising. I would I would love that for you because that would yeah. be for everyone. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that one of the things that is unique about us is the culture internally. Um, I think Emily said this like a couple of days ago. It was like think we were thinking about like the top top three priorities or whatever. And one of the ones she brought up was like not becoming a soul sucking place to work. <laughs> so, you know, like and and I think it is it is like a great place to work, and um, we have a lot of fun, and there are a lot of talented, awesome people that I get to work with every day. Uh, and I think regardless, that is the thing that needs to continue to exist because MSPs benefit from that, right? Like on the other side of things, that is what enables us to constantly ship things for MSPs that they ask for, et cetera, right? Keep our prices affordable, transparent, no contracts, right? Like those are, those are 
direct um, results of of that culture. That's fantastic. And is there, if if you had to say uh, one thing to an MSP that's considering uh, switching to a new PSA RMM platform, um, what would that one thing be? Um, like just any PSA and RM platform. Yeah, if if, if yeah. they if you know they're they're like starting the research process. Yeah, I mean, I would think about the long term and whether. Um, let me back up for a second. What I like, what I like to do in decision making is there's like a there's like a two by two. It's um, how high impact is this? Is one of the axes, and then how reversible is the decision? Is the other axis mm. right? So if you're making a high impact decision that is irreversible, you better do your diligence, right? If you're making a high impact decision that's that's very reversible, then you know you. If you're doing an A B test, it's like, well, that's I can easily adjust that, right? So it helps you kind of figure out um how to think about that decision and how much diligence to do in this case i think that um this is a this is the core software if you're buying rmm and psa software for your msp this is the core software you're going to use to run your business if you are signing a long-term contract that's an irreversible decision true so i would say doesn't matter which platform you're picking, whether you're picking Synchro or you're picking something else, just really do your diligence because it's very hard to switch, right? Especially if you have a long-term con contract and make sure it's the right decision for your business. And then whatever you decide, fully implement it. That's the other thing that we see is people switching to us. And it's like, well, there was nothing wrong with that tool. Like most RMM tools can do a lot of the same things, for example. It's just that people didn't implement them for one reason or another, right? So I would say whatever you pick, really implement it and and make it work for your business. And I think that'll um, that'll make a big difference. Thank you, Ian. I really appreciate that. And and I I got to second that. I never thought about looking at that. Uh, you know how reversible is the decision. I've, I've looked at, you know, impact and um, gosh, I can't think of what the other axes I might use would be, but never have I thought how reversible is the decision. Well, that's why a lot of companies like even just forget the MSP space, like they want to have you sign a long-term contract, right? Because it changes that dynamic, right? Whereas with us, it's like, look, you come on Synchro, you don't like it, you can switch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a very reversible decision if you come to Synchro. Right. Um, so you could try it and it's like, there's not really much risk other than like the hassle of migrating, but I mean, you'd have that on any platform. Cool. Well, Hey, thanks so much for popping on here with me today, Ian. I would love to have you back anytime. Sure. Uh, so you know how to reach me. And for those of you listening, thanks so much. And I will catch you all at the next.